Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers! I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to send a very special shout-out to Max in Vancouver. Max, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now, on to our episode. This is the fourth and final part of the She is Fierce series. It's called Beatrice and Hero. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of... Oh. Hello, Ms. Rebecca. It's me. Ishbel Whistle, plumber extraordinaire. What are you doing here? Well, I am downright chuffed you remember me, Miss Rebecca. I'm pleased as punch. And I'm here to unclog your drain, of course. Oh, of course. Let me guess. You brought all your tools. Oh, yes, I... Oops. And that's my cue to hit the road. I'm going next door for tea. See you later, Ishbel. Enjoy. Rightio, let's get started on the... Hang about. Oh, blimey, McLimey, the recorder's going. Uh, fluffy willow bark. How do you turn this thing off? Well, I suppose if it's recording and the people are listening, I might as well tell a story, eh? Ahem, ahem. This is a story my dad told me about two sisters, two brothers, and 
a suit of armour. Back in the Middle Ages, in the time of knights and squires, jousts and castles, there was a girl named Beatrice. She was a 16-year-old knight, and an extremely clever one at that. Beatrice had perfect aim with arrows and axes, and even designed her own line of armour decorated with flowers. Beatrice was very good friends with the local duke, a 16-year-old boy. The duke was a very good person. He gave money to the poor, made school free for all the kids in the dukedom, and started a free breakfast program for orphans. The last one was Beatrice's idea. The duke and Beatrice were the best of friends. They were both powerful knights with great fashion sense, and they made each other laugh. So the Duke and Beatrice went pretty much everywhere together. And the Duke's 14-year-old little brother, Don John, tagged along. Don John was the opposite of his brother. He got in trouble all the time for things like pulling puppy dogs' tails, pushing kids in the mud, and stealing horses from farmers. Don John was bad news, but the Duke believed he could change and kept inviting him on quests. One day, after finishing up a quest to befriend a dragon, which Don John almost ruined by trying to steal the dragon's gold, Beatrice invited the Duke and all his knights to take a vacation at her castle. Beatrice's 13-year-old sister Hero was running things at their family castle, and Beatrice really missed her. The Duke agreed. The knights could certainly use a rest, as could I, to Beatrice and Hero's castle and off they marched. Along the way, Don John grumbled to himself. I'm sick and tired of that Beatrice. She makes me look bad with her horseback riding and her good ideas and funny jokes. I've got to find a way to break up this friendship so that I can become my brother's favourite. What a rascal that Don John was. Anyway, the knights, the duke, Beatrice and Don John arrived at Beatrice and Hero's castle. The knights gasped when they saw Hero come whizzing out of the castle on a motorised cart. Welcome to the castle, everyone! Beatrice wasn't the only clever one in her family. Her younger sister Hero was an inventor. She could take a bit of wood, a wheel and a stone and build a drawbridge. She could add pedals and a wood-fired engine to a cart and zoom around the countryside. She even invented a bandage that helped cuts heal. Hero parked the cart beside the Duke and hopped out. Beatrice gave Hero a big hug, then introduced the Duke, Don John, and all the other knights. Hero invited the Duke, Beatrice, and Don John to go for a ride in the cart, but Don John refused. That rickety thing looks like it'll fall apart at any moment. Don John, I assure you it's safe, Beatrice said. But Don John refused. So the sisters and the Duke rode off in the cart, the knights followed them, and Don John grumbled away. That night, Beatrice and Hero threw a big party to welcome everyone. There was tea and crumpets, music, crispy potatoes, dancing, turkey legs, and even cake. Hero had invented a machine that mixed cream and honey over ice. And the knights went wild for the stuff. This iced cream is the best food on earth! one of the knights shouted. Beatrice told Hero all about their recent adventures while the Duke listened, laughing at Beatrice's brilliant stories. <laughs> no, Beatrice, you didn't charm that grass snake, I did, the Duke corrected her. 
Oh, you're right, your grace. You charmed the grass snake, but I outwitted the wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, Don John got so annoyed at how much fun everyone was having that he stormed off to bed. Hero noticed him leaving and followed him. Don John, is there anything that would make your stay here more comfortable? Hero asked. I doubt it, Don John retorted. What about this? I've been working on a new invention. It's a dream machine. Hero pulled out a strange metal ball with intricate carvings all over it. You pour a cup of water in, place it next to your bed, and you'll have pleasant dreams all night. Don John was sceptical, but took the dream machine anyway. I'm sure it won't work, he said as he stormed off. Hero returned to the party, where the knights, the Duke and Beatrice were playing board games and telling stories. The party continued late into the night, and everyone slept well into the morning. Meanwhile, Don John had the nicest, most wonderful dreams ever. He dreamed he was a bird soaring in the sky. He dreamed he was a fish swimming in the sea. And he dreamed he had a dukedom of his own. When Don John woke up and realized it was all just a dream, he became angry. Those wonderful dreams would never come true, could never come true. He decided right then to get revenge on Hero for giving him the dream machine. Don John came up with a lie that would make Hero look bad and would make the Duke forget his friendship with Beatrice. He rubbed his hands together and cackled. (laughs) Then he hopped out of bed, grabbed the dream machine, and went to find his brother. The Duke was still asleep when Don John came banging on his door. Morning, brother. What is it? Don John told the Duke that Hero and Beatrice were plotting to overthrow him. As you can imagine, the Duke was surprised to hear this. He scratched his head and asked his brother for some evidence. Don John told the Duke that Hero had given him a dream machine. Sounds lovely, the Duke started, but Don John cut him off. But the machine gave me horrible dreams. Dreams where Beatrice and Hero forced me to help them overthrow you. Beatrice and Hero rule as duchesses and throw us in a dungeon. Oh, it was awful, brother. The Duke had never seen his brother this upset before. He wasn't certain it was true, but he trusted his brother. The Duke went with Don John to Beatrice and Hero's room, where they were snoring away after the big party. The Duke woke the girls up and asked Hero about the dream machine. Your Grace, it's supposed to show the dreamer lovely things, Hero explained. The Duke told Beatrice and Hero about Don John's dreams of overthrowing him. Now, at that moment, if Beatrice and Hero had been a little less sleepy or a little less cross at Don John, they might have laughed and the Duke would have realized just how silly this all was. But that's not what happened. Beatrice crossed her arms in a huff. Why do you believe you're lying, cheating, mean, low-down scoundrel of a brother? Asked Beatrice. Don John retorted. See? See, brother, this is what happened in the dream. They want to drive a wedge between us. And Don John ran away crying. Well, fake crying, but it sounded convincing to the Duke. The Duke looked stern and told Hero and Beatrice that they had crossed the line. They insulted royalty and they planned a traitorous coup. 
for her bad invention, Hera would be fined, and she would be proclaimed a bad inventor throughout the dukedom. As for Beatrice, the duke told her not to join the knights for their next adventure. Then he stormed off after his brother. Beatrice and Hero were shocked. Last night they had all laughed together at a party, and this morning Hero was getting a fine and being proclaimed a bad inventor, and Beatrice was kicked out of the Duke's knights. How had things changed so quickly? Don John was to blame, that was for sure. Beatrice was not going to take this lying down. She ran after the Duke. Hero followed. Your Grace, you have made a mistake, and I will prove it. I challenge you to a joust in three days' time. A joust is a competition where two knights battle each other by wits and by sword. If Beatrice were to beat the Duke at the joust, it would mean he was wrong, because only a truthful knight could bravely face every challenge. The Duke was shocked. No one challenged him. He was the best jouster in the dukedom and the most truthful. But Beatrice was serious. She laid out the terms of her challenge. Your Grace, if I win this joust, you must undo your fine and proclamation against my sister. As for me rejoining your band of knights, I wouldn't come back even if you invited me because of how you've treated my sister and me. Very well. And if I win, you can have our castle. The Duke shook his head, but agreed. Very well, Beatrice. In three days, I will meet you at the jousting field. Beatrice and the Duke shook hands, and with that, the Duke, Don John, and all the knights left Beatrice and Hero's castle. Beatrice, what are you thinking, challenging the Duke? Hero, my dear sister, it's one thing for me to lose my knighthood, but for you to be proclaimed a bad inventor and to be fined when you did nothing wrong? I won't stand for it. The sisters hugged. Then Hero said, with a glint in her eye, well, if you're going to joust the Duke, it's a good thing I've been working on a new invention. For the next three days, Hero and Beatrice worked in the stables. They didn't tell anyone what they were working on. When people asked, they'd smile and say it was top secret. The day of the joust finally came. Hundreds of spectators filled the jousting arena. Merchants sold sausage and pickles. Others sold roses and apples. One merchant was selling tunics with either Beatrice's face or the Duke's face painted on them. The Duke reluctantly made his way to the jousting field. I do not wish to harm Beatrice, even though she and her sister plotted to overthrow me. But I cannot refuse a challenge, or I am not worthy to be a Duke. Beatrice and Hero arrived, pulling a large covered wagon. Beatrice walked over to the Duke. Your Grace, may I remind you that if I win this joust, you must undo your fine and proclamation against my sister. And if I win, I am entitled to take your castle. Do you really want to do this, Beatrice? I'm looking forward to it, Your Grace. The audience murmured. Beatrice was clearly confident, but the Duke had never lost a joust. Who would be champion? The joust mistress motioned to the trumpeters. The joust was about to begin. The Duke mounted his horse and put on his helmet. Hero flung the cover off the wagon, revealing a mechanical suit of armor. The audience oohed and awed as Beatrice stepped into the armor and its plates automatically enveloped her. The silver armor was covered in delicate swirls and flowers. 
and underneath a series of joints connected by tiny cogs and wheels. Beatrice gracefully leapt onto the back of her horse and strode toward the jousting field. Beatrice took her helmet from her sister and put it on. Onward, North Star, Beatrice called to her horse. The Duke watched as Beatrice rode her horse, North Star, in a circle around the jousting field. She galloped around, first sitting on her horse, then standing in the saddle, then standing on one leg as the audience cheered. This suit was perfectly formed to Beatrice. It wasn't clunky or restrictive like most armor, and the mechanical parts kept her from falling off North Star. The Duke was starting to sweat. He asked the joust mistress, Is that allowed? A mechanical suit of armor? Nothing in the rule book against it, your grace. Take your places in the field, competitors. The joust mistress commanded. The audience held their breath as the Duke and Beatrice took their positions at either end of the field. The Duke's horse whinnied and took nervous steps from side to side. Beatrice sat atop North Star. They both were perfectly still. The joust mistress gave a signal. The drums stopped and Beatrice and the Duke charged toward each other at full tilt. Their horses galloped toward each other. They pointed their lances straight ahead. And just as they nearly reached each other, Beatrice's mechanical armor helped her leap straight upward. The Duke nearly fell off his horse as he arched back to watch Beatrice fly 15 feet into the air. Hero cheered. Woo! Beatrice whooped. Woo! And the crowd went wild as Beatrice floated back down and landed on North Star's back. Yes, we've done it. We did it. Woohoo! The audience erupted in applause. They had never seen such an amazing feat. They started chanting, Beatrice, Beatrice, Beatrice. Beatrice leapt off the back of North Star and ran to hug Hero. The Duke was amazed. Just then, one of his advisors hurried onto the jousting field. Your Grace, Don John has fled the kingdom. He stole a sack of gold from your coffers and your second best horse and ran away. What? Go after him, catch him. The Duke realized his brother had tricked him. He hopped down off his horse and approached Beatrice and Hero. He bowed his head to them. Beatrice and Hero, I owe you an apology. I am sorry. Hero, you are an amazing inventor, one of the most talented people in all the dukedom, and I shall proclaim that throughout the land. If you are willing, I'd like to make you the royal inventor. You will have access to all the materials you need to build anything you can dream of. I accept your kind offer, Your Grace, but only if Beatrice can rejoin your knights, Hero replied. The Duke told Beatrice he'd be honored to have her back. Beatrice thought for a moment. She could be stubborn and considered refusing, given how the Duke had let his brother trick him. But she looked at how happy her sister was and remembered all the good times she had with the Duke and his knights. I accept. I would be happy to join your band of knights once more, Your Grace, Beatrice told the Duke. Then all three of them hugged, laughing. <laughs> the Duke asked Hero a dozen questions about Beatrice's mechanical armor, while Beatrice regaled them with stories of testing the armor. Later, the Duke held a huge feast to celebrate Hero and Beatrice. He proclaimed throughout the land that Hero was a truly amazing inventor. And as his royal inventor, she created many amazing gadgets and machines. 
Beatrice rejoined the knights and led them on incredible adventures. She wore her mechanical suit of armor and rode Northstar, and the Duke rode beside her in his very own mechanical suit of armor, built for him by Hero. Don John was eventually caught. He had to repay the stolen gold and return the stolen horse. The Duke put him to work in the royal household, and Don John eventually realized he was really good at making cheese. So with the Duke's blessing and an armed guard, Don John opened a cheese shop and everyone lived happily ever. <gasps> Ishbel, I'm back. Crockpot hooligans, it's Miss Rebecca. Hey Ishbel. How's the drain? Oh, all right and proper, Miss Rebecca. I'd best be off now. Got lots of appointments to keep. Ta-ta! Okay, bye, Ishbel. Hmm, that's funny. The recorder is running. I wonder what's on here. That was Beatrice and Hero, written by Tessa Flannery. Performed by Rebecca Cunningham and Tessa Flannery. Produced by Chad Shanai. Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grownups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. <laughs>